to positive territory now. The SX200 is up about 0.1% in Australia. In Japan, the Nikkei 225 also up 0.1%. Over in South Korea, the Cosby has advanced about a quarter of a percent and futures markets indicating the Hang Seng is going to add on about a third of a percent at the open in an hour's time. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil is slightly lower, $68.67 a barrel, and gold is at $1,899 an ounce. Thank you very much indeed for listening this morning. Do please stay tuned for Back Chat. Hugh Chiverton and Steve Vines on the show this morning. The weather forecast for today, it's going to be sunny periods, a few showers, isolated thunderstorms at first. It is going to be very hot again during the day, a maximum temperature of around 33 degrees, and it's going to remain hot in the next couple of days. A few showers, though, with some more showers and thunderstorms over the weekend and early next week. It's 29 degrees right now, 78% relative humidity. It's 8.31. Samantha Butler has the news headlines. The Democratic Party says most of its supporters have told it not to run in this year's LegCo elections, but the party is putting off making a final decision. Under Beijing's electoral changes that are expected to be endorsed by lawmakers today, LegCo hopefuls will need the blessing of local NPC delegates and the other subsectors of the election committee in order to stand. The party's chairman, Lo Kinhei, says some pro-establishment figures have been persuading him and party members to run, but they won't decide until September. I don't want it to be an emotional response. I want it to be a very broadly discussed topic. The discussion should be how it is the best for Hong Kong Democratic Movement and for the Democratic Party as well in the future. So, of course, I understand the sentiments from my party members and from the public. And I'm also very frustrated that many of our party members are remanded. Yeah, and I couldn't talk to them directly. A co-founder of the Society for Asylum Seekers and Refugees has welcomed plans to include the city's 13,000 such claimants in the COVID vaccination program. Isabella Ng says the government is doing a great job and has been very responsive to their concerns. She says the refugees want more information about the jabs and the risks, including whether they should choose not to, whether they could choose not to have it. Some of them, actually, the refugees especially, they have been granted the right to work. If they want to work in some of these restaurants, like especially the catering business, they actually would require their staff to do the vaccination. So for them, this is actually a big help. And for some others who are the asylum seekers, I think they generally want to know more. They want to get more information because the International Social Service has been asking them for the details whether they would want to do the vaccination or not. A BBC investigation has learned that artificial intelligence that claims to be able to reveal how a person is feeling is being trialled on Uyghur people in detention in western China. Here's the BBC's Rahil Sheikh. A software engineer who asked to remain anonymous said that he installed AI-enabled cameras in police stations which claimed to be able to measure what someone was feeling and thinking by detecting minute changes in blood flow and skin pores in the face. He said the system was used on Uyghur detainees to test its accuracy. He claims the software was intended for, in his words, pre-judgments without any credible evidence of wrongdoing. The Chinese embassy didn't respond to questions about the use of emotional recognition software, but said the rights of all ethnic groups in Xinjiang were fully guaranteed. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chiverton and your co-host today is Steve Vine. Steve will be with us in a moment. We're talking today about propaganda and the rice that saved China. The Hong Kong Macau Affairs Office it will create a new department covering propaganda according to media reports. Sources say it will take up part of the work from the liaison office and cater to the, quote, increasing needs to disseminate official information, strengthen the delivery of press conferences, approve and coordinate the Hong Kong and Macau journalists on the mainland, and manage the media scene in the two administrative regions. Meanwhile, other reports suggest the Chinese government is going to be setting up a massive cultural enterprise here to enhance soft power, including Phoenix TV, publishers like Sino United, Commercial Press and Joint Publishing, Journalism and the Arts in a company with assets of billions of dollars. Why is Beijing doing this? How will it change the cultural and media scenes in Hong Kong? Is mainland propaganda effective here? If not, what are its weaknesses? Will it come with restrictions on the internet? Why have Wenwei Po and Takung Pao become so powerful? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave your comments on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk, or you can call us, and our number is 233-88266. Join the conversation, 233-88266. After 9.15, we're going to be discussing hybrid rice. The Chinese agronomist, Yuan Longping, has just died at the age of 91. The hybrid rice he developed is said to have saved China from hunger. What is it? Why was it so important to food security. We're going to be talking to uh, someone who worked with uh, Professor Yuan in the past. Uh, once again, our email address is backchat.rthk.hk. We've got a few uh, emails relating to our discussion yesterday about uh, uh, municipal solid waste and uh, recycling. Maybe we'll get to those uh, a little bit later. Let's get into the discussion today. We're joined now by uh, Clement Wukinman. He's a member of Taipo South Area Committee, a former member of the Taipo District Council. Good morning, morning. to you, Mr. Wood. And also to uh, Joseph Cheng, a familiar voice uh, from the past, a former professor of politics at the City University of Hong Kong. Holok Sang will also be joining us uh, later in the programme after nine o'clock. Once again, our email backchat at rthk hk mr wu if we could start with you thanks very much indeed for, for, for joining you. us so this is these reports that um uh, hong kong macau Air, uh, uh, affairs office is going to beef up um well a national security office and, and a propaganda office we're talking more about the kind of the propaganda issue uh today a propaganda of course the very word has sort of uh, mm. negative connotations exactly. uh, uh, in english um but um what do you make of that and why is there the need to do it and um people have talked about the their determination to win an ideological battle in in Hong Kong. Do you think that battle is real? And if so, how is Beijing doing? Um, first of all, um, there isn't um, an official announcement, you know, of the um, creation of these two departments, uh, the so-called. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't use propaganda, you know, to uh, uh, to start with. Um, in uh, in the Chinese, it is more like news department and the national security department, so-called. Um, you know, to um, to be a part of the um, uh, Hong Kong and Macau Affairs uh, Office. Just 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 pick up on that. My understanding is that it, it's it used to be called propaganda, and the translation has changed. <laughs> but the original Chinese word is is the, still the same. Is that is that correct? Uh, it used to be used to call the propaganda department. Sun uh, Man, see, you know, is is more like news mm -hmm. department. I don't know. You know, propaganda as as you as you say. You know, in English, is is there's this kind of um, you know direction that not 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 very positive. Not, not very positive word, you know, for the... Um, it is not exactly the same trans translation anyway. So uh, whether it is called propaganda department or news department, I, I, I think that as Lao Siu Gai said uh, in another report, um, uh, he said that, you know, regarding the expansion of a 
systemic approach by Beijing to enhance ideological security. I'm not sure, but but uh, what what I what I find is that it is an, another uh, result of the um, year-long anti-extradition bill turmoil in 2019. I, I, I think that, you know, I, I, I'm a scientist, you know, I'm, I'm an engineer, I, I did physics, and uh, have you heard about Newton's third law? You know, for every um, action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. I, I personally, I, I think that what what is actually going on in Hong Kong is a kind of reaction, you know, from um, Beijing. You know, Hong Kong has been returned to China for 24 years, and then everybody can see China has been very much hands-off, you know, from Hong Kong and let Hong Kong people run Hong Kong. And uh, so far, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not perfect, you know, but, but you know, they, um, it, is, it is okay until recent years. And after the 2014, um, the so-called Occupy Central, umbrella revolution in other words, you know, in the Western media, and then the last few years up until 2019, the turmoil, you know, the, or, or the Black Revolution or, or whatever you call it. And then Beijing said, enough is enough. So I think that whatever they are doing, well, it is not official yet, but even if they do it, it is, it is kind of reaction to what is happening um, in Hong Kong for the that, last that, few That, of course, implies that there will be a reaction from the people of Hong Kong. Well, understood. I mean, so, and, you know, mm. there's, there's re- for every action, there, uh, this uh, is action, this is reaction. Okay, yeah. if there is this action and there is some kind of reaction, I'm, I'm sure, yes, indeed. Mm. Yeah. I guess the point would be that changing minds, the, 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 the field of ideology and the field of, of soft power is different. It's, some, it's, different. You, you, it's not just a question of changing laws or bringing in the army or not bringing in the army or, or what have you. If you want to actually change minds and make people think differently, that's something else, isn't it? That's, that's the more difficult. That's more subtle. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, mm. uh, how much uh, changing minds you know, is actually in, in uh, Beijing or the new department's mind. But uh, I, I think there's one thing for sure is there's too much fake news, fake or fabricated news or fabricated information. You know, you've just handed me the, the, these newspapers. You know, this is, this is fake news. You know, the, the, for example, the iGirl, you know, the, the, in, in, in the last few days, you know, who, everybody was, was um, 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 thinking that, oh, um, you know, the, the girl's eyes was... Uh, uh, burst or hurt, you know, two years, almost two years ago, and then all of a sudden, on Monday this week, and then uh, there's new- newspaper saying that, oh no, she had already fled to Taiwan and her eyes looked all right. Um, that was even back in September last year. So, so I think that you know, oh, everybody all of a sudden said, oh no, that she, you know, she wasn't uh, hurt that badly. And did, then, sorry, did everybody all of a sudden say that? <laughs> well, why did everybody all of a sudden? Because there's too too much. Wh- prob- why did this story? Uh, too much propaganda, too much fake news, and then. Well, but uh, surely this is this is isn't this an example, arguably, of more effective propaganda? Right. So there's a, there was obviously a coordinated effort, but as you say, everybody at the same time suddenly um, made made this decision. To, 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 to do this story, mm. and you've got executive councillors commenting on it, you've got um, Sing Tao leading on it, you've got CY Leung reacting to it. As you say, suddenly, all of a sudden, so it was obviously coordinated, literally coordinated. Um, uh, that, you could argue, is a more effective form of propaganda. That, that, was, count- that was an attempt to counter a story mm. that was a coordinated, presumably with a coordinator. Um, that... It surely is. A, is a, that was an attempt to change minds, wasn't it? That's what, exactly what we're talking about. Many people actually believe in that story, uh, huge, and then uh, it was actually, it actually incited a lot of a lot of um, demonstrations and incidents back in 2019. And, and so, I think so what is, happened on Monday? What happened on Monday? As, as you say, all of a sudden, some everybody. 
wanted to change the story? Uh, not changed, but um, some people didn't believe it, mm. and then, uh, but they couldn't prove it. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's, there's this kind of photos. Well, I, I'm when no you idea say all really. of a sudden, uh, as a scientist, you might say, is that, re- is that really? Was that really all of a sudden? Was that a kind of random incident or was there something happening there? But today is uh, Wednesday. So far, uh, there isn't any feedback from them. You know, if it isn't. Uh, real or whatever. That's I'm not sure what I'm talking about, though, Mr. Wu. Right. Uh, is it? I'm talking about what happened on Monday. I'm saying, why did? Why was there a sudden? Why did this story suddenly break like that? I don't know. I've, I've no idea where the photos mm. come, came from. But then, but then nobody denied it. Two days, three days already. You know, it has been circulated territory wide. Uh, but but well, of course, you know, some media in the overseas. Um, foreign countries, no, I, I, I don't think they report it. I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, this is exactly, you know, uh, I, I think that if 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 I were governing Hong Kong, you know, um, I would try to prevent this from happening in 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 the future. You know, this kind of incidents can actually incite people, you know, to come out and how, do. And how do, would you stop that from happening? Well, I th- I think very much depends on the on the journalist and the um, uh, and the related uh, governing uh, body. And uh, news, uh, you, you, you have seen how fake news or fabricated information, um, you know, the, the bad effect on it. Um, even, even in the UK, you know, we, we have been talking about um, Princess Diana being, you know, tricked into doing interview based on fake bank statements and other, you know, fabricated information. You know, so, so this kind of uh, malpractice, shall we say, I, I, I think that we, we just can't let it, you know, carry on in the future. And then, you know, it can destroy a family. It can destroy families and even kill people, and it can even destroy a place, a city, or even you know, shaken um, a country. So, so I think that it is not, you know, a small issue. So, um, as as you know, answering your question, um, whether creating a new department and focusing on the news on Hong Kong and Macau, uh, it is not yet known. Uh, even if it. Even if it does create a, a department uh, in the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, and I think it is a responsible way, and and and, and I think that under one country, two system, uh, you know, it is a it is it is a re- for a responsible government, you know, to, to 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 govern Hong Kong and to have seen what's happening in Hong Kong, especially in the last few years, and and I think that some actions or reaction has to be taken. What even if it does lead, as you say, to a to a reaction what, in, what, what? in Hong Kong. I guess the the, the right. fear, the danger is that people just don't believe it. The people, the, the reaction is that people don't find it credible. Incredible. Uh, don't incredible, don't, don't, incredible believe, on, don't on believe it. Uh, if if uh, if it's done in reaction mm-hmm. uh, to popular opinion in in Hong Kong, then people just simply won't believe what the liaison office says. There's well, that danger, isn't it? Well, first of all, not not really liaison office, but I, I think the you know the news department is actually from Hong Kong and Macau's office, so I think they are. You know, there's there's no news about it. But anyway, even if it does, you know, they're checking, you know, where, where there are fake news or, or, or what what to do about it in the future. And I think that it is a responsible way to to check. Okay. Well, also with us, as I say, is uh, Joseph Cheng, uh, <coughs> former professor of politics at City University. Uh, Mr. Cheng, good morning to you, or good day to you, and thanks very much indeed for for joining us. Nice nice to talk to you again. Uh, what what do you make of these uh, news reports? As Mr. Wu says, it's uh, just at the moment uh, news reports of, uh, about these new uh, departments at the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, in particular the one uh, covering uh, propaganda. Uh, what do you make of it? What do we know about it? I think we should put this into context. The centralized on office 
is more than just a liaison organ, as we all know. It is also the front for the party organization in Hong Kong. It is the front for the Hong Kong Work Party, Work Committee, uh, that is the local party committee in Hong Kong. And typically in the Chinese uh, organizational structure, um, in response or corresponding to every organ in, at the higher level party committee, at a higher level government, you have funding units so that the, say, this new department or propaganda department to be created, the head will be responsible, of course, to the head of the centralized office. He will also be, res- be responsible, accountable to the uh, uh, central propaganda uh, department at the central uh, party secretariat and then, of course, to the secretary general. So we have to understand this. And at the same time, uh, a few years ago, uh, it was reported that a department head of the centralized office, Chao Abao, published an article at the journal, the Study Times, of the Central Party School. And he was appealing to the creation of a second government team, uh, probably uh, this explained the present expansion of the uh, uh, centralized office. So it is the party committee, and apparently it's more than the centralized office. It has so many departments, and it has a very big establishment, and this is the worry of the second governance team. I would also like to go back to the issue of fake news. I think um, the best way to deal with fake news are, to, uh, uh, are two. A, you have, you have as much media freedom as possible so that there are easy and free exchanges, and this is the best way to deal with fake news. And we all know this. And in places where you have perfect or almost perfect media freedom, you have less fake news. And at the same time, it is related to the issue of trust in the authorities. Definitely, when there is strong trust in the authorities, there's fake news. When there is little trust in the authorities, you have more fake news. And that is why you have a lot of circulations of gossips and fake news in, of, under authoritarian regimes. And I think we have to be aware of that. And it is, again, worrying, as you just said in the beginning, that now you, the, the Chinese authorities are creating various media uh, empires or corporations, state-owned corporations in Hong Kong. And one of, one of the corporations to be create, created, I understand, called uh, Bohemia Media Corporation, is actually headed by a very, very senior official. He, he was formerly the uh, standing deputy governor of Hainan province, deputy uh, governor of a province. So uh, this corporation certainly has a very, very high rank in the uh, media hierarchy in the state-owned enterprise and governmental uh, organs hierarchy in the system. Okay, can I put that to, to, to Mr. Wu? <clears throat> yeah. What you were saying about 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 uh, fake news? Um, mm. do, do you agree that, that, that the answer to fake news is more media freedom, not less? 
Well, uh, I think that there is Hong Kong. Uh, uh, in Hong Kong, there's media freedom, and I'm sure you would agree that uh, in the uh, Western countries, there is a media freedom. Media freedom in the UK. Media media freedom in in the UK in the USA. But is there fake news in the UK and USA? So it is there, there isn't necessarily a, a, a correlation or relationship between the two, and then and then Joseph was talking about trust in the um, authority, uh, and and then you you were talking about some kind of authoritarian regime or something like that. I I, I think you are implying China, I, I, but 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 let me remind you, and um, there are some studies um, for the uh, last. A uh, few years, especially uh, by Harvard or some Canadian institution, the trust in uh, in the government in uh, in mainland China was actually over ninety percent, nine zero. And so, the, you know, if 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 you talk about fake news, fake information, you know, the 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 two points that you are actually referring to uh, are they are they necessarily the um, the reasons? I certainly think so. Uh, in free democracies, I don't think there's much worry about fake news. I don't think there's much uh, worry about the trust in the authorities. And apparently, we have a very, very serious issue about trust in the Hong Kong Sorry, government. Mr. Chang, is, is that true? Sorry, is that, is that true about, about not concerned about fake news in, in, uh, in, in free countries? Surely it was um, Donald Trump who flogged the, the phrase to death, and it's a very big issue in the United States. All that I'm saying is that fake news apparently is a common issue, it's a common problem facing all communities. And I'm saying that with regard to fake news, the best solution is you build the trust in the authorities, you build the trust in the media, you build the trust in, in the society, in various media organs, in the institutions, and in each other. So where the level of trust is high, you have less worry about fake news. I'm not saying the fake news do not exist. And at the same time, where you have free exchange of ideas, you have uh, uh, almost perfect media freedom, then you have less news. It is exactly during the past uh, decade or two when trust in the government has been falling, when media freedom in Hong Kong has been curtailed, that you have a more serious issue of fake news. This is a fact. And you look at various measurements. I mean, our friend here referred to various surveys and so on. And let, let us look at the, uh, the uh, basic ranking of Hong Kong media freedom. It certainly has been falling, and falling very sharply in the recent years. Since you are interested in foreign surveys, I may as well call your attention to this. Okay, just uh, uh, okay. Some uh, emails from uh, listeners. Well, from one listener, uh, Anthony T, uh, who says, like what Joseph Goebbels said, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. Case in point, the protester girl, who has been reportedly, in inverted commas, blinded by the beanbag round, is now reportedly, in inverted commas, not blind indeed. But the truth is the blind girl, our blind eye girl propaganda has been repeated over and over again. People have chosen to believe it. That's from uh, Anthony T. Uh, uh, Anthony also says propaganda, as Hugh says, is very subtle. Case in point, the fact that Britain looted Hong Kong and sold narcotics to China. It was... It was 
warped as maintaining free trade and cultivating others in the name of imperialism. As to the professor, it's the power of propaganda. Cable TV, Now TV, The Stan News, even RTHK News did not mention about the unblind news. Just look at the BBC unethical Bashir, and BBC still claims they have vigorous review when they talk about their fabricated Xinjiang killings, while for Israel murdering Palestinians, BBC watered everything down. That's uh, from Anthony, uh, who also says, uh, when news office was repeatedly said as propaganda office over and over again by RTHK News, like what Joseph Goebbels said, people who want to believe uh, that they... that will think it is true. That's uh, from uh, Anthony. Just just going back to that issue of the, the propaganda office, you, you, perhaps you could help us out there, there, there Joseph Chang. Uh, 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 my understanding is that the English name of the, the propaganda department of the, uh, the uh, Chinese Communist Party uh, was uh, changed, um, but the, the, the Chinese remained the same. I, I, is that correct? This is, uh, I'm going from Wikipedia here. Well, they still use the word propaganda, like Tai Wai Xuan meaning the major uh, foreign international uh, propaganda and so on. In, in China, of course, the word propaganda, in mainland China today, or in the past years, uh, propaganda certainly doesn't have a bad connotation. This is, uh, and when they talk Xuan about Xuan. propaganda, they also talk about propaganda and ideology and, and, and political thinking values and so on. So uh, they certainly attach a lot of importance to propaganda and ideological thinking and ideological values. And Xi Jinping, for example, recently have said this is a very, very important issue in the development of China. So uh, uh, the use of the word propaganda in China, in Chinese society, uh, certainly does not have that negative connotation. Mm. Uh, uh, Mr. Wee, what about that? That uh, uh, we talked a little bit about the news. There's also this uh, the, the Bohemia uh, company, which is which is being established, bringing in Phoenix TV, Sino United, and all of those. We're talking about assets of of uh, billions of dollars. There, there seems like a big centralisation, as we've heard with the with a, a, a vice. Uh, with a, well, an official, uh, basically, at, at a very high level, uh, overseeing that. What do you think is going on there? Um, it is less. It, it is way, way to, to be seen, and I, 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 I think that, as as I mentioned before, this is a reaction, I suppose, if not strictly business. <laughs> so uh, let's see what is it, it is going to happen about this Bohemian company or or whatever. But then, um, in any case, I. And we have already seen what happened in 2019 and before. So what is going to happen and how Hong Kong can be, or, or, or how the turmoil can be rectified, less way to be seen. I, 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 I think there's something happening, yes. I, I think this is not a, a strictly business uh, matter. You know, the, the, the Bohemia company taking over the, you know, some shares of the Phoenix um, 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 TV company or, or whatever, but uh, less way to be seen. You say something is... In the autumn of the year 2019, there was a lot of discussion, a lot of appeal for the setting up of an independent commission of inquiry. And that appeal was even articulated by important members of the pro-establishment camp, but it has been ignored. Again, I mean, talking about fake news, rumors, etc. Why can't we have an independent commission of inquiry? Why can't, and, and this is the best 
way to deal with costumes and rumors and conspiracy theories about what happened uh, on the July 21st and August 31st in the year 2019, but that was ignored. So instead of an independent commission of inquiry, we see that media reports on those events were curtailed, were condemned, including documentaries made by the RTHA and so on. And now we see this very, very substantial investment in media corporations in Hong Kong. That actually happened in the international scene. The Chinese authorities spent billions of US dollars to build what they call a foreign or international propaganda machinery. And of course, it failed exactly because of the suppression of human rights in mainland China. You talked about fake news, gossips, and so on about Xinjiang, etc. But the, the fact is, you do not allow journalists, international journalists, to visit Xinjiang. And that's exactly why there are so many conspiracy theories. If you are clean about it, why don't you allow uh, foreign missionaries, foreign journalists to visit Xinjiang and report on Xinjiang? Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to the, an answer to that uh, and also hear, be, hear from uh, Holok Sang, uh, I hope, after the news at nine. We've got a break now uh, for our uh, news and uh, the weather, that coming up in a moment. But just a, a quick email from, this is from Gobax, who says, May I suggest that the reason why 90% of the mainland Chinese population trust the government is because they only receive a single carefully curated narrative. That comes uh, from uh, Gobax. Agree or disagree? Drop us a line, backchat.rthk.hk, or call us. And our number is 233-88266. Steve Vines will be chipping in as well. <laughs> Caught in traffic, I think, uh, after the news uh, at nine. Uh, the weather forecast uh, before the news. Uh, sunny periods forecast for today. It's going to be hot again. And there's a very hot weather warning already in place. A few showers and some isolated thunderstorms forecast at first. Then uh, very hot temperatures today up to about 33 degrees. And the outlook very hot in the next couple of days. And there'll also be a few showers around. More showers uh, and thunderstorms over the weekend and early next week. 30 degrees now, relative humidity is at 78%. HK. Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Wednesday morning uh, today with Steve Vines and me, Hugh Chiverson. We're talking about uh, propaganda for the next uh, 15 minutes uh, or so. Uh, this is uh, on the back of uh, news reports that the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office will be creating a new uh, large propaganda uh, office and also reports of a uh, uh, Bauhinia culture, a large cultural enterprise uh, being established uh, in Hong Kong, taking in Phoenix TV, publishers like Sino United uh, and others. Um, uh, what's going on here? Why is Beijing uh, doing this? Why have Wenwei Po and Tarkung Pao become so powerful uh, lately? I uh, want to hear your thoughts. So, uh, you can email backchat at rthk.hk. We'll read out your messages. You can call us on 233-88266 or you can go to our Facebook page. That's Backchat and RTHK Radio 3. Uh, joining us, uh, we have uh, Joseph Cheng, a former professor of politics at City University and Clement Wukin Man, who's a member of the Taipo South Area Committee and a former member of Taipo District Council. We're also joined now by Holok Sang, Senior Research Fellow at the Pan Sutong Economic Policy Research Institute at Lingnan University. Later, we're going to be talking uh, about uh, the rice and the man that saved China, Yuan Long Ping, an agronomist uh, who developed hybrid rice. Uh, he's just uh, died at the age of uh, uh, 91. Uh, we're going to be talking to a former colleague uh, of his um, about uh, what hybrid rice is, why it was so important. Uh, once again, our email is backchat.rthk.hk. Uh, Alonso 
also says, uh, this is an email, I haven't heard Joseph Cheng on the radio for months. Out of curiosity, is he still in Hong Kong? Or is he one of the many high-profile pandems who script town? That's from Alonzo. Alan says... Uh, Backchat, your guest asserts that uh, Beijing's repression are all the fault of Hong Kongers, that everything was fine until Occupy and the 2019 protests, completely ignoring why these protests were held. They were held because of Beijing's continuous removal of human rights and negation of all the promises that Hong Kong people will rule Hong Kong. And the events since then, the NSL most recently, have only proved this removal of autonomy is indeed the deliberate aim of Beijing. As for fake news, this is simply using Trump's definition of fake news, news that government doesn't like. Let your guests state what they would do about pro-government fake news. All the lies spread by CY Lung, all the insane conspiracy theories that female protesters were prostitutes, that the CIA was buying luncheon box, lunch boxes for protests, etc, etc, all spread by government officials. This will simply be used as a way to re- even more repressed press freedom, prosecuting anyone who dares write uncomplimentary stories, witness the attacks on Apple and the RTHK staff fired for investigating or criticising the police. As for the girl stroke I, there is no trust for the government after some years in which it refused to investigate police conduct. The result is the worst is assumed to be true. If the government wants us to trust them, uh, relentless pro-government propaganda will not help. It will just cement the distrust. That comes uh, from uh, Alan. Holok Sang, uh, good morning to you. Hello, Professor Ho? Yes, yes, yes. good morning. Hi, yes. thank you very much indeed for, for, for joining us. Um, so, I mean, there, you know, there, there are these indications that the central authorities, Beijing wants to, uh, is making a greater effort to, uh, what, change minds uh, broadly, I guess, in, in uh, affect opinion, uh, manage um, opinion uh, in, in, uh, in Hong Kong. Is it likely to be affected? Because I think it's had, you could say, limited success in the past. Is something going to change? Well... Um, I would put it this way. Um, the, the central uh, goal um, of this initiative is uh, to um, ensure that uh, there are no um, opposition to the uh, Chinese political system. I think the Chinese political system, in the minds of many uh, uh, Chinese people, uh, including quite a number of Hong Kongers, is that uh, the political system on the mainland has been working pretty well, serving the interests of uh, uh, the Chinese people. And if that is the case, then uh, uh, portraying it as uh, totalitarian and repressive is not uh, really accurate. You know, uh, and of course, you, you would recall this longitudinal study from Harvard University, uh, Ash Center, uh, which uh, um, uh, points uh, to the fact that um, more than 90%, close to 95% of, uh, of Chinese people uh, trust the central government, you know, because uh, they, it's not propaganda, it's, you know, the work that it has done. And unfortunately, um, many people in Hong Kong somehow uh, believe that uh, narrative that uh, uh, the Chinese government was repressive, people on the mainland are not living freely and so on, so they are an unhappy lot and they are now imposing uh, this unhappiness on Hong Kong people. You know, that kind of narrative is, uh, is quite destructive. Okay, you know? so, so, but yeah. will, they, will, you know, will they change minds in Hong Kong? Will they, if that's their goal, are they likely to achieve that goal? Uh, I think they, 
they will try to root out all those uh, organized opposition uh, to the uh, Chinese uh, political system. And uh, um, as I pointed out in an uh, opinion piece uh, yesterday, I think that um, uh, individuals voicing uh, their own analysis about uh, uh, comparative advantages and disadvantages of the Chinese political system versus the Western democracy system is fine, you know. And, and if you're pro Western democracy and lay out all the reasons, reasoning is always okay, you know. But uh, if you organize a political activity uh, that uh, aims at uh, uh, overturning the Chinese political system, that is something that is uh, detrimental. So it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And that's why it should be outlawed. It's very interesting, Dr. Ho, that you say, and you've said this openly, most people on your side of the argument will not admit this, so I, I was very surprised to hear you say that the purpose of this new offensive, and I quote your exact words, is to ensure no opposition to the Chinese political system. Now, we were told by the various people in the government that that wasn't the purpose of this, it was to improve communications, blah, blah, blah. So you're coming quite clean. I, I, I have to say that's an admirable thing to do. It's uh, too, too soft. It's too, uh, you know, the sound is too soft. It's difficult for, for me to get uh, what, what, too quiet, what you're I think. saying. Okay, let me just try again, very quickly, to, to, to repeat that. I, I just want to quote what you say which is that the purpose of these new changes is to ensure, these are your words, ensure that there's no opposition to the Chinese political system. Exactly, yeah. That's what you said, right? Right, right, right. And what, right. I, what I'm saying is this is admirable in its openness because this has been presented to the public by the government and other sources as a method of improving the media, eliminating false news, whatever that, fake news, whatever that means, but you're, you're just going for the jugular, and you're saying, no, 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 none of that. Let's just stop opposition voices. Opposition, opposition against uh, uh, specific policies is welcome. You see, it's uh, quite a different thing. You know, if you're talking about the political system, you're talking about the, the central political institution that has allowed uh, China to achieve uh, what it has achieved so far in the last 40 years. So You see, that is quite a different thing. You know, you can oppose uh, uh, certain things uh, that are done, you, you know, on the mainland, uh, specific things, you know, and, and things on, uh, in, in Hong Kong, and I routinely criticize the government. You can see my, my, my pieces even on the China Daily, you know, and I, I criticize the way that the that that uh, that the, the Hong Kong government has has handled its uh, its uh, um, you know the uh, the the pandemic uh, the pandemic you know could, the way it has handled it's full of flaw uh, flaws. Uh, Hanuk-san, can I ask you again? Sorry, is this is this going to work? Do you think this will change minds in Hong Kong? It's very difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. But uh, uh, o over the long run, I think facts are convincing you know you people will gradually see more and more facts and it, as long as people uh you know you uh, um get uh, uh an exposure you know to uh to the facts what, and, what is a fact uh, what is a fact facts that come out what is a fact i mean honestly 
You know, in, in the world of communications, in the world of history, there is no such thing as a single fact, a single well, interpretation of yeah, history, of course, yeah, a single this, a single that. You have to look at uh, all the different sources. You know, that is why I, I read uh, from all kinds of sources, all kinds of sources, Washington Post, uh, New York Times, uh, 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 and CNN, and so on, along with uh, uh, CGTN and so on, BBC and so on. I read from all sources. You well, know, that's and a I, different, I, I different sets of facts, isn't it? And, let, and, let, uh, yeah, yeah. let's look at the results of the tremendous efforts made by the Hong Kong authorities and the Chinese authorities and the, and the huge amount of resources spent. Around about 2003, July the 1st, uh, half a million people marched in the streets against Article 23 legislation. And the Chinese authorities were shocked at that time, and they realized that while Hong Kong has returned to China, the hearts of Hong Kong people have not returned. And they, therefore, have been making tremendous efforts to influence the media, spending money there. Now, around about from 1997 to about 2008, the, the time of the Beijing Olympics, actually, public opinion surveys well demonstrated that Hong Kong people's identity with China, with the Chinese nation, Hong Kong people's trust in the Chinese leadership, in trust in the Chinese authorities, had been improving. But since then, the trends have been reversed, and the deterioration, uh, deteriorations have been very sharp in recent years. So it, it, it amply demonstrates that this enhancement of propaganda these attempts to silence opposition to make sure that the pro-democracy movement has no room of um, maneuver. No, that is that not the critics, point. Uh, yeah. That the critics of the government have less and less voice, less and less influence, including documentaries made by RTHK. They have the opposite <laughs> effect. Hello, Sang. Yeah. Yeah, I actually I had pointed that out, you know, because uh, from the po uh, from the handover till 2008, sentiments uh, and trust uh, on the uh, in the central government has been improving all along. But the way the um, you know the Chinese government handled certain things have been very bad, you know, and I yes, criticize exactly. them, you know. The way they handle and certain you... things, you know. So so the problem is the way they handle certain things. And I had criticized those things along uh, my, myself, including uh, the, the, the banning of the so-called uh, uh, seven taboos, you know, from university discussion. I, I criticized it, you know. I openly wrote a piece in, in, in Ming Pao criticizing that. I, think I, I thought that was really stupid. And I also wrote another piece uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, praising uh, Gao Yu, okay? You know, the journalist you know, who was uh, very uh, uh, harshly criticized, you know, uh, 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 by some propaganda, you know. So, so I'm, saying, I'm saying that uh, there are things that, the, that Beijing has done wrong, and it's right to criticize those things. And I do it myself, work cleanly. Okay, Clement okay? But the political yeah. system itself has worked. Okay, Mr. Wu? Yeah, just before I leave uh, um, um, this morning's program, I just want to come back to, to a comment on, on what I've just said. Uh, I, I think he, he was talking about, or he or she is talking about the uh, the reason of the turmoil in 2019. I understand that, you know, he or she may not, you know, feel all right um, 
about what is happening to to him or her, and uh, you know he's 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 he's, he's he, he may dislike the Hong Kong government or what the Hong Kong government is doing. I understand that you know the Hong Kong government is not doing perfect, and uh, there's there's much room for improvement and. Um, uh, so is any other government um, around the world. So, so, so I think that we we should advise. We should advise that so, 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 most so. governments don't have two million people on the streets out of a population of seven million demonstrating against them. That's highly unusual. It's not just a random individual who may be dissatisfied. But you, but that never justifies. Blocking the roads, beating people up, burning people up. That, that was and then, not and, happening. And then, and then, Come also, on, stop and, rewriting history. Then, that was not and happening at that time. And threatening that to, was not threatening happening to at that time. The CE, Do you and want to go on radio and tell people the events that were not true? But, but this, During what, the march of two million people, what was happening was, was that people were being beaten up. But there were people beating up. During yeah, that... During that demonstration, but, but really? If I, I was there. Were you there? Did you see that? I if you are, if I'm not saying the two million people beating up people. I've said well, some so people being beaten up. Not two, not two million. That was your narrative, not mine. And no, I was no, trying. No, I'm saying, you were trying to I'm saying let's try and actually address what happened in Hong Kong. You're we saying actually, we're there were a few see. people unhappy, and I'm saying to you, surely you must acknowledge the fact, however you characterize it, that to get two million people out of a population of some seven million. Onto the streets uh, in protest. Is a gross exaggeration. Okay. Well, okay, you know we can Indeed, we can yes. have these arguments about yeah, the numbers. Indeed. If you think it Probably was a small a demonstration, okay. good luck. All right, not small. Sorry, yeah, Mr. Wu, do you want to answer? Yeah, so, so yeah, that's right. we we have to do better, but you you just can't. Just like you just can't uh, threaten you know, the government, and you, and you just can't, just like you just can't uh, advance justice by violating yeah, the law. That, right, a, right. That's it. Good. Okay. Right uh, okay. Some uh, comment uh, from listeners. Jonathan says, uh, "My question is whether, as long as I swear fealty to the ruling party, the PLC, <coughs> this new propaganda budget will give us a platform to say that they should stop committing genocide." on the Uyghurs. That's from uh, Jonathan. Peter says, listening to Joseph Cheng gives you an idea how local propaganda works. His argument that lower trust in the government results in more fake news makes no sense. First, he's unable to present any evidence for this, and second, his argument actually implies that local journalists deliberately push more fake stories when the trust is low? Question mark. What we've seen is... Uh, Hong Kong is that journalists turn into activists, spreading lies, deliberately creating propaganda. They betray their journalistic ethics and standards, abusing their position as gatekeepers. At RTHK, a public broadcaster, there were cases of reporters abusing their position and public money to advance their own political goals, pushing fake news and sell it as press freedom. Following the slogan, if you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes journalism. Journalists are not above the law and they have to take responsibility for the authenticity of their story. That's from uh, Peter, thanks very much indeed uh, for that. Alan says several guests have stated that 95% of mainlanders support the CCP. North Korea can cite the same figures. Really? Really? No government in the world has no, ever had such... Harvard University. You know, that's Harvard <laughs> University, the longitudinal study. Oh, my God. Honestly, uh, you pick your studies, mate. Um, uh, Alan uh, goes on, uh, this is as credible as the video statements the CCP forced people, like, for example, the Causeway Bay publishers, to present. If there's so much support, why will China not allow free elections anywhere? This is propaganda and absurdly stupid propaganda uh, indeed. That uh, is uh, from uh, Alan. Um, thanks very much indeed for, uh, for uh, all those uh, comments. Just a couple more... Uh, just in, we could uh, perhaps squeeze in. 
Uh, Jim says there can be only one fact. American media print opinions. Seldom do they report facts about the PRC. That's uh, from Jim. And uh, Andrew Kay says, I do not believe there was ever two million people in a march. You should stop saying that. That's uh, from uh, Andrew Kay. One and all, thank you very much indeed for, for joining us this morning. Clement Wu, uh, member of uh, Taipo South Area Committee. Thank you very much indeed, Mr Wu, former member of the Taipo District Council. To Joseph Chang, former professor of politics at City University. And Ho Lok Sang from Lingnan University, a senior research fellow in the Pan Sutong Economic Policy Research Institute. Thank you very much indeed. As mentioned, I want to turn finally today to uh, Professor Yuan Longping, who's just died at the age of uh, 91. Uh, he is known as a Chinese uh, agronomist, uh, a man who uh, developed uh, hybrid rice with uh, uh, enormous consequences uh, for food security and for, uh, uh, for China. Uh, joining us uh, on the line now, we have uh, Lam Hon Ming, a professor in the School of Life Science at the Chinese University. Professor Lam, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for, for joining us. I think you, 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 you met uh, Professor Yuan or you, or you worked, you were a colleague uh, with Professor Yuan, is that right? Yeah, uh, about 20 years ago, um, we have a collaboration together with a few other professors for, for some years. Yeah, so we, uh, we meet each other for several times. Okay, so, so let's go back to the, the issue of the, the hybrid rice. What, what, what is hybrid rice? Uh, what does that mean? What, why is it so special? Okay, so let's put it a simple way. So um, the theory is that uh, when you have two parents of quite a difference in genetic composition, when they um, get married and get, get offspring, the offspring could be stronger than both parents. So using this kind of um, scientific basis, Professor Yuan has produced a hybrid rice from two different rice parents and produced the offspring that is very strong and high yield so that the yield of rice can be in increased significantly. Uh, okay, and why was this so important? Why was this so significant? Mm. So um, rice is, uh, I think everyone knows that rice has shaped the history of Asia. In China, uh, about half of the population eat rice. And Professor Yuan's um, hybrid rice, um, when successful in the 70s, has increased 20% of the total rice you. That means in terms of 50% of the population, his work has, has fed 10% more of the Chinese population. So it's very significant, especially during that time, the economy of China is not as great as today, and there are still problems of food security at that time. So it's a very timely technology that helps Chinese to feed themselves. Can I ask you, uh, Professor Lam, that there's been this enormous outpouring of grief over his death, which, which quite clearly is genuine. And it's the sort of thing that hasn't been seen for many years in China. What was his relationship with the ruling authorities? Because they're always cautious about people who are that popular. Yes, um, I think because his contribution has, made, has played an important role to feed the Chinese, and maintain the stability of the society because food and food security is always the number number one important factors to keep the society stable. And Professor Yuan, through his work, has successfully increased the rice yield so that um, many people, uh, lot, because of him, um, did not need to suffer from hunger. So that is very important. And throughout these years, he 
ha- he had been trying very hard to help the development of rice in China. And this is the agriculture. It is politically neutral, but beneficial to the whole society. So I, I believe that um, the government, the people, or even the agricultural scientists are all have, have, has to pay our best to him because of his significant contribution. Uh, and I think the, and the, 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 this was taken up around the world as well, in other places outside China. Yes, because um, this is a, uh, during the um, 60s and 70s, um, China is considered as really a developing country, but through the effort of a local scientist, a developing country has successful to um, generate such an important rise technology to demonstrate to the world that the developing country can also self-sufficient in, in, in certain uh, areas to do good sciences. So it become a very good example for the other de- developing country that if they give good support to their scientists, they can do the same. And the way that uh, Professor Yuan using a uh, special method to to feed the Chinese, I think could, could set a good um, role model to other developing countries they also want to feed their population. So other developing countries are um, also very respectful for Professor Yuan. And Professor Yuan has been traveled to uh, developing countries to um, teach them the theory behind all these uh, hybrid rice. So he has good uh, exchange with those people, and without any restoration, he share his experience with uh, other countries, uh, especially those people who are in need of food. Is is this um, hybrid rice something? The, 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 I understand because you explained it very clearly what what it is, but does is that also in in affecting the production of other cereals? In other words, you know, is the same uh, technology applicable beyond rice, and is in fact that that happening? Yes. So I, I guess the the hybrid vigors, uh has been first um, developed in maize because uh, maize is easier. Maize has um, the male flower and the female flower are separate, so they are easy to build pollination to to obtain a hybrid rice, a hybrid maize. On the other hand, rice is much more difficult. Because uh, the flower of rice has both the male and female part, it's more easy to, for them to self-pollinate than to do a crossing that can form hybrid rice. So Professor Yuan's uh, contribution is he and his team has tried very, very hard to go through every part of China to find the male sterile rice and finally successful to get it from Highland island and with that particular male sterile rice it enabled the whole um, subsequent development of hybrid rice so uh, so so yes that to, to put a simple answer to your question hybrid rigor has been used in other crops too with respect, Professor Lam, not many scientists kind of become national heroes, unfortunately. Um, why do you think uh, Yuan Longping, you know, uh, became a national hero, was uh, was so celebrated, was so famous? I, I guess many scientists uh, will be focusing on basic research and generating knowledge. But Professor Yuan, I think he's the combination of a scientist and a farmer. So on one hand, he's very open for new technology and he pursue 
uh, scientific uh, principles. On the other hand, he's also a farmer because he would really want to put all the knowledge into real production. And he's, just, he's the one who successfully uh, put science into a very successful agricultural story. So just like um, Professor Norman Bullock gets the Nobel Prize because of his contribution in agriculture, I believe that uh, Professor Yuan will be having an equal standing in China when compared to Professor Norman Bullock. Okay, well, uh, Professor uh, Lam, uh, Lam Hong Ming, many thanks for joining us from the School of Life Science at the Chinese University. Uh, many thanks to you. Uh, Steve, thanks to you. A few more uh, emails just to follow up on our discussion and to uh, finish off the programme uh, for today. Uh, Andrew K uh, says, uh, let me get to that in a moment. Okay. Um, uh, Jay says, I need a doctor for this, but correct me if I'm wrong. Modified short ground rice is a big contributory factor to diabetes. When people ate long grain, there was less diabetes. Uh, that's from uh, uh, Jay. Um, uh, Will says, I see Anthony is regurgitating this week's CCP talking point, the blind girl not blind after all. Anthony, like other esteemed ophthalmologists in his camp, have ascertained this inverted commas fact via Chinese state media outlets showing the person in question, supposedly now in Taiwan, and sporting two intact eyes. This is conclusive proof, of course, as we all know, having seen Pirates of the Caribbean, that she should now be sporting an eye patch and possibly a parrot on one shoulder if she was telling the truth. Eye injuries such as detached retinas, severely damaging vision to the point of legal blindness in some cases, while from an aesthetic point of view, changing little about the appearance of the eyes themselves are apparently something Anthony and his friends are unaware of. That is uh, from Will. Jay says, the news is not so much fake, it's just manipulated, not telling the whole story, and has been spun out of context by spin doctors, as seen on The View TV. With this riot propaganda, Hong Kong is safe, but they make it look like Hong Kong is very, very violent, uh, and it's not. Uh, and on the question of the um, the numbers on the uh, protests, uh, Elaine says, uh, uh, with the subject lines of Steve Vines, I want to say that he should look into the facts of the numbers of how many people went out to protest. Reuters did a story on this uh, in July 2019. This is also a, a distorted narrative. Happy to send the link, uh, which uh, Elaine did. And uh, the the story is of uh, a Reuters uh, survey of the numbers taking part in a march on July the 1st, not one of the biggest ones. Um, uh, there, according to the Reuters uh, study, uh, an estimated 227,000 people took part in the march versus police estimates of 190,000 and the organisers' claim of over half a million participants. So yeah, just, just to be clear, Hugh, this is a, not the demonstration I was referring to. That's correct, yes. That's, cor that, that, that's correct. That was, that was a different one. That was uh, July the 1st. Not, as I say, not one of the, those uh, large-scale ones. Uh, Andrew Kay says, uh, uh, on the 2 million people, this number has been reported so many times without any proof that it has now become true. It is not true. Uh, says uh, Andrew Kay. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, for uh, all those, uh, just squeeze in a couple more. Uh, perhaps uh, Jay says, Steve Vines was being particularly odious on your show this morning. His hectoring hostility is unbecoming of a professional radio host. Uh, Vines also challenges the concept of fake news, whereas he continues to peddle the lie of the two million person march during the height of the 2019 unrest, which signs 
scientific studies have proven to be physically impossible given the constraints of time and space. Always good to hear from a fan. That's from uh, Jay. And uh, Martin says, Steve, I was pleased to stop the old lie that two million people were marching. It's the same fake news as with the blind eye girl. That's the view of uh, Martin. Thank you very much indeed for uh, uh, joining us uh, this morning. Steve, many thanks to you. Uh, Here's the weather. Sunny periods and a few showers and some isolated thunderstorms around at first. Very hot again. There's a very hot weather warning now. 30 degrees and a relative humidity now of 78%. For a safe and healthy living environment, owners should not alter the drainage systems of buildings on their own. They must ensure proper maintenance of drainage pipes and should appoint qualified professionals or contractors for regular inspection and arrange early repair if seepage or defects are found. They may apply for loans or subsidies from the Buildings Department and the Urban Renewal Authority. Visit bd.gov.hk for details. 933, the news now with Samantha Butler. The Democratic Party says most of its supporters have told it not to run in this year's LegCo elections. But party chairman Lokin Hay says he won't make a final decision until September because he doesn't want to be too emotional about it and wants time to discuss with colleagues, including those in police custody. Under Beijing's electoral changes, LegCo candidates will need the blessing of local NPC delegates and other subsectors of the election committee in order to stand. A co-founder of the Society for Asylum Seekers and Refugees has welcomed plans to include the city's 13,000 such claimants in the COVID vaccination programme. Isabella Ng says some refugees have been granted permission to apply for jobs such as in restaurants and need to have a jab in order to work. And the United States has called on the World Health Organization to ensure transparency during the next phase of investigations into the origins of the coronavirus pandemic. A series of media reports in the U.S. suggest there's growing evidence the virus emerged from a laboratory in Wuhan rather than from animals. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Designer, interpreter of Beethoven. As well. Oh, so shy, quiet and retiring doggy council co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is really for adults, it's not really for kids. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Decipher what's happening behind the myth. Good morning. In-depth interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Good morning once again and welcome to Wednesday here on The Morning Brew. Well, at 10.40 today, composer and conductor Colin Touchin returns from his travels.